You're listening to the Brandon Bishop Podcast. Here he is, the owner of Asai TV, lead singer of the One-Eyed Buffalo, former pro wrestler, former army soldier, published author, cat lover, host of Go There, Eat That, Super Proud Dad, and all that, Brandon Bishop. Welcome to the Brandon Bishop Podcast. My name is Brandon Bishop. Thank you for tuning in. You're either listening on iTunes or Apple Music or PodServe or you went to AsciTV.com or on Spotify. We're kind of everywhere at this point. It's only the second episode that we're doing and uh, it's really fantastic episode for me. I get to dig into my past a little bit with an old friend, Vinny from Sponge, who we are going to be talking to in just a little bit. I'm going to bring in Shannon in just a little bit, and we're going to be talking about love, sex, and relationship. That is actually going to take place on a segment that we call The Meat. No, it's not a penis thing, not at all. It's just the meat of the episode. It's the heart and soul of the episode. We've got The Meat. we got the amazing interview with Vinny a little bit later. We're going to induct somebody into the Hall of Respect, the prestigious, the prestigious Hall of Respect. Last week, we did the American Dream Dusty Roads. This week, we got somebody special as well. And then we're going to chain somebody by the ankles or the cankles in the Dungeon of Douche. And this week's Dungeon of Douche recipient fully deserves it. We're actually going to play a little bit of what this asshole had to say and then ridicule him deservingly. So we're going to do a product placement a little bit later. But let's talk about the headlines. It's time for the headlines, baby. Let's get funky. I think as far as the headline segment goes now, I'm just going to get on like one of these news sites and just read their latest headlines. Let's see here. And then we'll pick one and we'll talk about it. Just for a couple minutes, because we got a long show. The interview with Vinny goes a little long because there's just so much history. We're talking about Detroit's music scene. We're talking about the history of the band Sponge, who's been around for 25 freaking years. So, you know, it it goes like about, it's a good half an hour interview, which I'm really proud of. And uh, uh, yeah, man, I want to get to that stuff. So we're going to keep the headlines short for the seat. New York man accused of murder for hire plot against his father and brother. <laughs> so, a guy's trying to kill his dad and his brother by hiring somebody. Let's see here. A New York man, Anthony, whatever, blah, 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 41. Plotted with members of the Bloods gang <laughs> to fatally shoot his 71-year-old father. Uh, what? God, I, I just hate people. I mean, honestly, if your father is 71 years old and this guy's only 41 years old, you can't just handle business yourself. You can't slip a little bit of, I don't know, rat poisoning or something. Or He's 71 years old. I doubt he's in, feet, in peak physical condition here. So, And you got to hire a gang? So how did they, how did they find uh, You know, I don't want to talk about that. It's depressing as shit, man. People got to kill their relatives. And hire some stupid gang, which, by the way, if you're in a gang, you're stupid because you can't handle business by yourself. Um, 
and you can't, I, I, that's a whole nother actually. <laughs> that's a whole nother show. I'm not going to go there. What is a NXIVM sex cult leader found guilty? What is that? Wow, that guy is a sex cult leader? Okay, look up NXIVM's Keith Rainier, R-A-N-I-E-R-E, found guilty today. Uh, he was a, a sex... God, this guy just looks like he's... There's no way this guy... He, he would have to join a sex cult to get laid. <laughs> the verdict, uh, he's 58 years old. He's found guilty on seven accounts, including racketeering, racketeering conspiracy, wire fraud conspiracy. Holy shit. So, oh, sex trafficking. So this guy's a real piece of shit. He created the NXIVM in 2003. So he's been getting laid for about 16 years. Sex trafficking kids, most likely. Oh, God, I just, you know, is there anything positive headlines? I mean, look that up if you want to, but it's just, I'm glad they caught the guy. I'm glad he'll be having a different kind of sex here pretty soon in the confines of a 9 by 9 cell with a with a good friend, I hope. Um, <laughs> it's You know, that's the problem with this shit. I'm falling for it right now. It's clickbait. It's, and, and obviously these are real stories, I imagine, but it's, there's nothing positive. Where's the positive shit? I'm looking for this. Teen daughter catches Kelly Ripper and her husband in the act. So I imagine some... Who gives a shit? That happens every single fucking day. Somebody walks in on their parents giving it to each other. Thankfully, I've never actually walked in on that when I... I don't think my son's never walked in on that. I, that's what a door... I, why is this on... A, this, okay, I'll tell you where I'm looking at this. This is on a CNN site. That Kelly Ripper and her husband get caught by their teen daughter. First of all, how do they know? Maybe they mentioned it on the show or something. That's not fucking news. Everybody, that happens to everybody at some point. Oh, Jesus. High school somehow lost the ACT test or ACT test of of its entire class of rising seniors. Who cares? You know, this must be a really good day because, um, there's not a whole lot going on, but parents, oh, I've seen this actually. Parents brawl over a 13-year-old umpire's call at a Little League game, and the police say they're disgusted. Obviously, you're freaking disgusted. Okay, listen here, parents, and I'm one of you. I understand. I've, I've taken my son to football games. I've watched him do karate class. I've seen him in sprinting and, uh, and running and stuff like that, but... Who the hell are you to think you're even a part of that? You are a fan at that point. You are a support system, and that's all that you need to be. You need to buy a hot dog. Maybe, if you can handle it, grab a beer, sit down in the stands, and shut the fuck up because you have nothing to do with it. At that point, the spotlight is off of you, which it probably should be anyway at all times, and it's on your children. And if you're going to get drunk or you're going to get stupid, I understand arguments happen. I once took my kid to a football game and it's like the little minor league football thing where the coaches are on the field and both teams get a chance and all this stuff. And it's really not competitive. It's more of an exercise thing. And that's cool. Whatever. He got to experience it. He did it for a couple of years. They won a championship in his first season. He didn't play much because he was like seven or eight or something like that. Something his mom put him in and that's cool. I actually bought the helmet. I supported it. 
I don't want him to play football anymore because uh, he's got a beautiful brain and I would like to keep it that way. I played football when I was a kid. It was fun to a point, but I don't remember having that much fun. It's just something I think kids do to impress their parents. If you're one of these like alpha male jock heavy freaking asshole parents and you're forcing your kids into this kind of shit, first of all, stop it. Most of them that are on the field, whether it's baseball, basketball, soccer, whatever the hell you're sticking them in, they don't want to do it. Yes, you want them to be a part of things and experience things and you want them to get, of course, the physical fitness out of it. Now that's fine. And if they want to do it, absolutely shove them in there and let them do it. But if you're forcing them, first of all, and I know this is a sidebar, knock that shit off because it's not about you and what you want. It's about what the kid wants to experience. And if they're doing stuff that they want to do, absolutely, they're going to enjoy it a lot more and they're going to get a lot more from it. Now, if you're a fan and you're sitting in the crowd and you get in an argument with another dad, let me tell you my story real quick. There was this team that we played. I don't remember who they were, whatever they were. I don't even remember the team my kid was on at this point. The coach of the other team was this bald, military-looking, purple-headed asshole, which matched the uniforms of, of his team. He was getting so fired up. Keep in mind, these are seven, eight, nine-year-olds. I think that was, yeah, about that point. Seven, eight, nine-year-olds, most of them coming up to basically his hip. And he's yanking them around by the face mask and pushing them around by their shoulder pads and yelling at the top of his like, you're going to get over here. We're not going to go. I can't believe you did this. And I'm like, I'm sitting in the crowd looking at this meathead motherfucker. And I just honestly, <laughs> it, I, I understand getting angry in the crowd at another father or at a coach or something stupid. And I actually went down and said, hey, man, you need to calm down. These are kids that are that are trying to have fun and experience something and you're ruining it not only for the children. And I did say this to him. You're not only ruining it for the children. You are ruining it for everybody, period, to include yourself, you dumbass. Thankfully, he actually calmed the hell down and that was pretty cool. But why in the first place? Why get angry? Why let that kind of, and I know you think you're motivating people and I know you think you're just giving them tough love, but you're not. You're just making yourself look like an asshole. There's better ways to do it. And I'm not one of those like pussy generation parents where everybody's your best friend and all that stuff and everybody deserves a trophy for participating. No, I'm not that guy at all. I believe in discipline. I spent years in the army. I know all about it. But there is a level. There's a top that you don't pass. <laughs> don't break that glass ceiling because at that point you're just an asshole and you're ruining it for everybody. So anyways, in this case though, an umpire, I guess was 13 years old, which is weird, but I, I get it. I mean, if it's a, if it's a little league game, that's fine. You can have little league umpires. Why not? I, hopefully there was some kind of supervision for everything. And the 13 year old, wasn't just going into business for himself and had a friend on the team that whatever wins. But even if that happens, you don't go onto the field and confront him in a violent, angry, physical way. And you definitely don't go down there looking for a fight. It's a little league game. It means absolutely fucking nothing in the grand scheme of things. We are tiny little microorganisms on a water-filled blue dot out in the middle of an endless freaking universe. And you think that the results of a little league game 
is worth being physically violent. And I've seen this video. There are punches being thrown all around, people falling over, being knocked out. I guess one person got seriously injured, which I don't know the details on that. I guess I can click and find out. Oh, my God. It's just whoever this douchebag in the white shirt is. Just see if we can play this. There's no volume, but oh my goodness, it's like a full-on brawl of dads, dumbass dads, a couple of moms in there too, yanking people out of the way. They're yanking their kids out of the way. There's a little girl right in the front watching these dumbass motherfuckers all punching and throwing and screaming obscenities, and this took place on June 15th, which is just a couple days ago. If the police end up at a Little League game... Everybody involved in the police being there is just a dumb, dumb piece of shit. Oh, do they got names yet? Because I would love to call these people out. No, they just got names of eyewitnesses and stuff like that. But anyways, this actually took place in Colorado where I live, up in Lakewood. It's just, this is the kind of shit that you see on the internet all the time. How many times have you, yes you... Got online to watch some video, just this, any video, some cute little sloth eating an, an apple or something. And you're sitting there going, oh, that was cute. And then it goes to the next video. And what is it? It's a couple of douchebag gangbangers at a freaking Burger King fighting over nothing at all. Again, none of this shit matters, man. Nothing that you do matters. If you're on a video fighting at Burger King, unless you're defending yourself from one of these idiots then your whole life is worthless. Jump into an active volcano. Just honestly melt yourself down before you keep ruining society even worse than it's already ruined at this point. This is just garbage nonsense right in front of kids. The worst possible example that you can set. There's no rights and there's no wrongs. Who cares if a 13-year-old umpire did the wrong call? Who cares you're that angry about that then your life sucks your life sucks okay (laughs) just look in the mirror and say my life sucks now i would never tell you to kill yourself but it wouldn't hurt anything if you did i would rather you look in the mirror my life sucks i'm fighting at a little league game (sighs) i need to change everything First of all, throw away all your clothes, throw away all the food you have in the house, move to a different house, break up with whoever you're dating. Just start from scratch. Move to a different country, please. Not one that I plan on visiting at any time soon. I got fired up right now, man, and I'm going to get fired up a little bit later because I see another headline that's actually connected to our Dungeon of Douche segment. And I'm going to stick that son of a bitch right in there. And I want to hire a bunch of hairy, toothless, cockeyed people with whips in hand. And we're going to chain him to the wheel, spin that son of a bitch, and make his life hell in our own little way here on our own little podcast. Because I hate this guy. And we're going to play some sound bites from him later. Oh, man, I got to calm down. This is a good interview. I got an interview with that. I mean, this is a good episode. I've got Shannon coming in. We're going to talk about love and sex and relationships. And I'm all fired up and sweating already. Oh, maybe that's just 
the bulletproof coffee that's running through my veins right now. I always tell myself, only drink half of one of those things, Brandon. That's all you have to do is drink half of the bulletproof. But I didn't. I drank all of it. Quickly. <laughs> do I? Oh, yeah. So I'm all fired up right now. My blood pressure does not need this. So I'm going to take this off my computer screen here. It just upsets me that, you know, these kids, and this is the last thing I'll say about the headlines, these kids, and I, and I know this is a Whitney Houston-like lyric, but the children are our future. Uh, let them lead the way. I forgot the other words. <laughs> this is not letting them lead the way. This is saying, hey, look, it's okay to be a stupid asshole. That's what this is saying. And why would you want that? Why would you want a whole nother generation of stupid assholes? Because I know my generation, I'm 46 years old this year. My generation is just crammed, packed full of stupid assholes. The generations that came before me, the baby boomers, have ruined everything. <laughs> the golden ages or whatever the generations, YX, generation fuck off, whatever, all the generations have just been shit after shit after shit. And we have a great opportunity with social media and this global connection that we have now and endless information. Everybody has a platform. Everybody has an opportunity to be amazing now. And we're just ruining it with our shitty, shitty bad examples. So here's a big middle finger. And here's a you know an honorary induction into the Dungeon of Douche because I'm sure it'll be somebody different next week. Here's an honorary induction into the Dungeon of Douche in addition to the Dungeon of Douche inductee that we have a little bit later. So, man, where's Shannon at? Let's get the meat. Let's get to the meat, Shannon. Give me the meat! Give me the meat! How can you have any pudding if you don't give me the meat? Okay, Shannon, you're here. How you doing? What's happening, girlfriend? You just fed me dinner. I'm great. I did. We <laughs> took a little break. <laughs> and uh, what did I make you? It was really good. I don't know, but I've got this full fat girl syndrome <laughs> feeling going on in this grade. <laughs> yeah, my breath is blowing back on this little windscreen in front of the microphone, and it's totally Thai food, garlic. <laughs> A little bit of onion, and I wish it was pineapple breath. I'm <laughs> kicking my own ass over here right now. So, so what better way to uh, segue? Actually, you know what? I want to go back to the headlines real quick. Um, there was the big fight in the. Cause I had I had some time over dinner to think. There was a big fight, like on a little little league baseball field, with parents all fighting and everything in Colorado. <laughs> Stupid all the way around. But I thought of one way actually that. It almost makes sense, and I don't know the situation behind it, but if that was my kid who was the umpire, the 13-year-old umpire, my kid's going on 12 right now, and some other parent got in my kid's face, then I could almost understand stepping up to that person and ripping their eyes out of their socket, <laughs> which I've only done once in my life, and it is a – I did it to a skinhead – <laughs> who attacked our rock and roll party back in the early 90s. And uh, a couple of my current friends will remember that. But, yeah, I got my thumb stuck in his eye. But that's a whole other story. But, anyways, I just wanted to add that little addendum to the end of the headlines thing. Shannon, how are you? Our topic today is love 
sex, and relationships, which sometimes all go hand in hand. Okay. I want to create a little suspense and make people wait for the topic of sex. Okay, let's just put the topic of love. Uh, Okay, so... You picked it. I did, because it's such a broad term, and I know it's something that both of us have a lot of experience with. (laughs) Actually, more the sex than the love and relationships, but... um, Did I just call us sluts? Yeah, but we're pretty, we're pretty sexy sluts, We're so. sluts. <laughs> and the thing is, there's nothing freaking wrong with being a slut at this point. If you can get laid. You know, the people that are that, sh- that slut shame people mm-hmm. are usually the people that can't get laid. Yeah, I agree. So they're like, oh, you uh, nobody touches my penis, so you're a, a man whore for getting laid once in a while. Like, okay. But. <laughs> Hard outer shell. <laughs> so, what did you want to start with? You said you wanted to wait off. Hold, you want to hold off on the sex. You don't want to jump right into sex. Yeah. Well, let's go in chronological order as the one that you picked. So, let's go in the topic of love. Okay. Okay. Let's go for. I want you to go over the top five topics of things that you love in this world, and you can't go on tacos. Okay, tacos like then we already you're know not asking everyone. me a viable question then, because <laughs> it's going to be. And, and, I mean, this isn't just like, you know, I love my cat. You know, it's, no. it's got to be more, this is about man, woman, or woman and woman, or one man and man, or whatever, mm-hmm. that, that love each other and have sex with each other and form, that change their Facebook statuses. Okay, top five things that are needed for love to be felt in a relationship. And tell a couple stories while you're... You know, picking out those topics relating to your um, optimum relationships we, you've told me about from the past. Yeah, well, we're friends and we've shared a lot of stories and <laughs> you know some things. Um, I mean, if I've taught five things that you need to be in love, is that what you're asking? Yeah, to feel love, be in love. Oh, jeez. Things that you love about feeling love. Respect is, is a wide term, but respect in my eyes is somebody who has their own stuff going on. Okay. You know, like... If you've got your own thing and you're not latching on to my things, mm-hmm. like I've been with women who have loved me in quotes because I was a pro wrestler or I was in a band or because I was in the army mm-hmm. or because, you know, all these different little stupid things that I've been doing or because I did stand up comedy. I love you. You're funny. Oh my God. Like, that is not love. That is just garbage. That is. There's no difference than, in their eyes, than going out and buying a new pair of shoes. I love these shoes. Oh my god, these are so shiny and pretty and new. That's that's more worship or idolizing than being in love with somebody. Am I wrong? Did you just burp? Like some <laughs> no, so did her burp. <laughs> just let it out. I heard that. <laughs> no, because it's going to be a marathon of burps. <laughs> that's fine. It can be a marathon of burps. We may not even get to Vinny tonight. That's my thank you to the chef. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. In some countries, that's appreciation. That's how you show appreciation. If you don't belch after a meal. I don't know if that's still a thing, but it used see, to be a thing. See that you see my food, baby. <laughs> or food twins. <laughs> I'm happy about that. I think okay. you and we're good. Yeah, okay. So did you love your meal? Okay, you tell me a top five. Which you, oh, I, didn't, I only got the one. Yeah. <laughs> Respect. Squirrel. <laughs> I am a humor guy, as you might know. Uh, I don't think I'm funny at all, but if someone can make me laugh or at least – if I can talk – here's the thing, and I'm, I'm an asshole – yeah, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm 45 <laughs> years old. I'm getting into that stage in my life where I'm the grumpy old guy on the porch screaming at the kids to turn your fucking music down. That is who I am now, and I'm, and I'm cool with it because now I understand 
when I was a kid, the old man that would yell and tell me to stop screaming in his front yard. I, I get that now. Mm-hmm. When you get to be like in your 40s and stuff, you don't want to be annoyed anymore. You don't want to be disrespected. You don't want to be – we've done it. We've been through it. You know, It's mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm, I'm winding down now. I want you to shut the hell up and leave me alone mm-hmm. unless I engage you. Mm-hmm. So – I forgot where I was going. Yeah. So the first topic was you love that women aren't needy over you and that do their own thing. Yeah. Don't be needy. Have your own career. Have your own hobbies. Have your own majorly talent. Okay. Like I dated mostly in my life. I've dated uh, musicians, actresses, models, you know, those kind of things. And I'm not saying that to brag by any means. It's just what I've always been attracted to. Okay. It's like, wow, she's doing a movie. Mm-hmm. I don't do movies. That's freaking awesome. She's doing things I can't do. That's cool. Yeah. And I'm like that with anybody, even with friends. If you can do things that impress me, I'm like, oh, I love that guy. He's freaking awesome. You know, and I like to be proud of my friends. I don't want people going, hey, Brandon, what's next? Okay. I mean, I'll give you something to do. Okay. But you're not a friend. You're somebody I, I need around. Okay. Does that make sense? I see how it is. <laughs> you do got your own things going on. You're traveling the country, things. selling things and... You're always doing these seminars, so you're awesome. I respect the hell out of you. That's why you're here. Oh. I like talking to you. It's it's cool. Oh, shut up. You know what I mean. <laughs> it's just um, you got to have, like I said, you, you got to have your own thing. You got to be funny. I forgot the other ones already. Don't be clingy. Yeah. Don't use me for anything. Don't like my last girlfriend was two years ago. I know that because of Facebook. Thanks a lot. You know how hard it is to go back and like – Cause you know when you're, when, when, when you're in love, when you're in love, it's like oh we're gonna take a thousand selfies. Oh my god! Oh you look really cute. Let me take a picture of you. Both of us were like that. So Facebook is littered, littered with these Facebook <laughs> memories, which I actually like sometimes. I'm like oh look at my kid, he looks cute. You know he's like five years old. Oh, look at that. But then. <laughs> <laughs> There's the ex-girlfriend files, and thankfully the ex. And I, before that, two years ago, my last girlfriend was in 2012. I went five years without changing my mother freaking status. Wow. I mean, I did once, but it was like a quick little thing, and we're still friends. It just didn't work out. But and now she hosts a show on a side TV. <laughs> mm, <definitely. laughs> I always like to dig back into the pool if I need somebody. That was my thing with my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> she hosted a show Randy. called The Drink, and I'm not going to say her name because she doesn't deserve the pub- publicity. Um, so once we broke up, I took the show from her because it's my freaking show. She wasn't going to do any more. So, you know, and then I gave it to another ex-girlfriend who's, who's actually, in my opinion, way better and way, <laughs> way cooler. So yeah, like, we're not dating. She's basically married with children and everything now living down in Phoenix. And, uh, I love Hillary to death. She's a good friend. Cool. Okay. Moving on. Let's get to sex. I don't even know where we are in the top. Oh, we're, we're going right. We're going to sex. We're jumping into sex. I've been waiting patiently for this. You've been waiting for the sex. <laughs> We're in the middle of the meet, and you want the sex. Uh, of course. I'm a female. We're the real perverts. <laughs> well, the wait, you, you just asked me questions. What is love? What is love? Baby, don't Shannon, just tell me. <laughs> what is love to you? Because at this point, my last word on it is I don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've never looked at anybody and went, I fucking am madly in love with this girl. I thought I did a couple years ago, but that was more just... Because when you look back on it, you go, oh, that wasn't love. That was just fucking, I just, well, maybe it was. Maybe it was a temporary, momentary lapse of love or something. But, you know, I look at my kid and I look at my mom and I even look at my cat and I'm like, okay, that's my, that's my love. That's mm-hmm. my love. 
That yeah. is it. That is unbreakable love right there. Mm-hmm. Undeniable, unquestionable. I love these people. I'd do anything for them. I'd give them my body organs. I'd give them, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the hell they need they've got from me if I can provide it. I don't look at anybody else like that. I can't imagine looking at it, anybody else like that. Okay, so it, apparently, like, love is not really romantic infatuation with the butterflies, I don't know, but love is more so, like, respect and support and having somebody's back and appreciation. And, yeah, I guess that's what I'm picking out about of it. So, sex. Well, you keep jumping into sex. I'm asking you what you think is love, not me. Oh. This is, I know my name's on the podcast, but... I'm asking what you think is, what makes you go, holy fuck, I'm in love? Or do you? Uh, Well, a couple of the words that we just went over is, I think, before you get to romantic infatuation, which is just like, you know, the stars just going around your head and like, just the butterflies flying around. And um, I think it's like having your roots in the ground and appreciating and supporting yourself first than being able to do that to another person or or an animal or something like that. Like, Marcy can't sort you know, respect and support. So I think that's love. But, no, I think it's being able to support and love your own self first and then being able to connect with somebody else. I just can't imagine it anymore. And it's not because, oh, I've been hurt so bad that I'm jaded. No. I, I haven't. My last relationship was like, I was over it in three days. The first day I was like, oh, this really sucks. What are we doing? Like, can we work this out? You know, doing the whole thing like that. You know, getting a little teary-eyed on that first day. The second day I'm like, fuck her. Like, what the? I did so much for this bitch. Like, what the hell? I did, like, everything for her. And then the third day she was passing a bunch of lies about outrageous bullshit that nobody believed her. And she made herself look extremely stupid. And um, at that point I was just like, okay. And then one of the people that she told, I started dating that girl. (laughs) (laughs) exactly so yeah she really believed it either that or she wanted whatever the idiot told her it was a big mess at the end and I don't like doing the Jerry Springer thing I'm not going to show up to your house with a boombox over my head blasting a Peter Gabriel song and uh, that's a movie in the 80s you wouldn't know nothing about that Um, I'm not going to do that (laughs) I, I got shit to do. Maybe that's what it is. You and I are very much cut from the same cloth. We've got shit to do. Yeah. If you want to be a part of it, be a part of it. Cool. Fantastic. You know. Always get the fuck out of the way. Exactly. Go away. Yeah. Just, just don't even get the fuck out of the way because that means you're still around. So maybe like love is like owning your own personal mission. And then, you know, if you can support somebody else's personal mission but still not lose sight of your own. I think that's love. That's a, that's my own pers- personal take on it. Like, we all have a personal mission here on Earth, whether we actually acknowledge it or not. So, but if you find somebody else that's willing to kind of support you along that process, but not lose themselves, that's, I guess that's my pop-up ADHD thought in relation to what you've been asking me. Well, I've always been told that, like, true love is, like, taking a shit in front of your partner. Which you've done. Probably. I've never done that. What? I have you ever you've known me you for You are a missing out. No, I'm not. That's <laughs> disgusting. I you've known me for a year now. Have I ever farted around you? Think about mm, it. Maybe not out loud. No, oh no, I have definitely farted around you. You've never known it though. How do you know? Maybe I just Why do you think I hold the door for everybody I write with? <laughs> That little trip from your door to my door is an, is one long fart. That's all it is. It's like, hey, yeah, I'm a gentleman. <laughs> Boom. Whoa. And you hope it doesn't follow you in the car. But my farts don't stink, so I'm good. 
But um, oh, whatever. They don't. But I can't even imagine. Like, I, I have a friend who I talked to just the other day. She was like, um, I'm taking a shit. <laughs> I'm talking to her on the phone. I haven't talked to this girl in like a year. And she's, her husband's in the bathroom. And she's on speakerphone taking a shit. I'm sorry. Maybe she wasn't taking a shit. But she was taking a piss or whatever. She goes, I'm on the toilet. My husband's brushing his teeth. So if that's what you hear in the background, I'm like. So respect and support. That's love. I'm like, and I was just blown away going because I've never experienced that. <laughs> I mean, I've had creepy girls that wanted me to pee on them back in the day. That's a whole other... Oh, can they? <laughs> she was actually seven years older than me, so it was okay. It was like a reverse R. Kelly. Where did you find these It winners? was a Kelly R. <laughs> now, um, I, I didn't... What do you... Everyone's got their kink stuff. I didn't do it. I wasn't like, all right, want me to piss on it? There you go. Take that. I was like 21 at the point. I'm like, you want me to what? Like, I didn't even like... That's a that's not a thing, is it? Like, Get your goggles on. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, are you ready to sex? Uh, okay, she's dying for sex at this point. It's like opening up Christmas presents. You don't know what it's going to be, but it, this could be very dark and really entertaining. <laughs> well, between the two of us, it's uh, so you go first. You're the lady here. It, it's almost sex is so much different now. Than it was in the late 80s, early 90s when I started doing that thing. Like I said on the last podcast, I dropped the virgin thing at 13 years old. Two years older than my son is right now. Okay. Actually, a year and a half older. And we were playing Double Dare out in the woods. Mm-hmm. We did everything. I had two girls at once when I was 13 years old. Baller. Right? <laughs> and then, like I said, I didn't get between the end of that little period that little four months in the woods outside these uh, South Glen apartments. I'm just getting visuals. It's a terrible visual. I was 13. Freaking, what could be attractive? I mean, granted, they were only 15. Baby Brandon should have been laid. That was so bad, too. It was like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> That's, is that what's supposed to happen? And barely anything was even coming out at that point. So, I mean, it was just like, uh, uh, there we go. Um, and like I said, I didn't get laid again until I was like 16. Which was just me humping everything in the house again and again and again. Like, it didn't... If you didn't see me, I was jerking off. Well, you gotta make sure the parts are working. Yeah. And then I met a girl named Lisa. Um, And then we just did everything. It was weird. I mean, everything. At 16 years old. It's Mm -hmm. just... We're doing everything. And, um... And then... uh, it just kind of took off from there because I started getting into bands about that time, too. Oh, Lord. Yeah. So when you're in a band, when you got hair down, literally my hair was down past my ass. I had to tuck it over my shoulder to take a shit. It was, it, it was that long. And in that period, the women just flocked. I mean, everywhere. It was like, you know the movie, the Alfred Hitchcock movie, The Birds? Uh, yeah. It wasn't birds. It was women. They <laughs> were freaking everywhere with their vaginas just flapping open. Like, here we go. It was like, oh, there's What was that like again? Well, I'll take that one and that one and that one. Okay, you hold on. I'll get back to you. And then I've it, it never was, heard labias flap like that. <laughs> well, you're missing out, lady. No, it was, it was, I, I'm exaggerating, of course, but it was, they weren't actually flying, but it, it was like that. It was just everywhere. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I got to a point where it was like uh, almost an addiction. Okay. Like, I never did drugs. I never smoked. I never really drank much. But I was addicted to freaking women mm-hmm. because they made themselves available. It's like, if you like Mexican food and it's always around you, the buffet is there. you're going to eat tacos constantly. And that is a double conundrum there. <laughs> um, so 
you're a little bit younger than me by like 40 years or something. So chronologically, something yeah. like that. <laughs> um, Let's talk about your first time. I've talked about my first time twice. Oh, God. My first time sucked. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, because you were probably with a young guy. Mm, Yeah. So, but no, I mean, okay, so I went through the ugly ducking phase through the first portion of my life, and then I figured out I could have a little bit more control and power if I put some heels on, good-looking outfit in high school, and I was Well, you're a ginger kid. They're not attractive kids. I was a strawberry. You're hot right now. You're super hot right now. (laughs) But, like... I've never seen a hot, like, ginger kid. A strawberry blonde with some freckle spots, which I call sin spots. So, <laughs> <laughs> so oh, my first sex experience. Oh. So that's, I think, not that interesting. But actually, when I started learning sex psychology and when I became a practitioner, untangling people's brains and how stress gets bottled up in their system, I started, like, uncovering some interesting layers in people's systems um, so, <laughs> and all, all the way having to go up to the point of studying BDSM, uh, and seeing like what makes people tick that I think is where things got really interesting, but my early sex life was like kind of normal. So I wasn't that far out of the, well, let's talk about like back then because everybody in their twenties thinks they know everything, not just okay. about sex, but everything period until you get to your thirties and you realize, well, I didn't know fucking shit. Mm-hmm. Then when you get to your 40s, you're like, oh, yeah. I really didn't know anything until now. And I can't imagine what the 50s are going to be like. But like when I was 20, I thought I was really good in bed, but I know I wasn't. I know that I wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was just just me. Just, I think there was my meaner. You know, put it in there. And it was all about me, too. Yeah. It was just, you know, just me, me, me. Just do stuff that and me play with that and maybe dirt. <laughs> and by the way, if Dr. Ruth Westheimer can talk this way for, what, 60 years or something like that, we can have a nice conversation. So if you're plugging your ears and you don't like the naughty words like the penis and stuff like that, just turn my freaking podcast off because this is not for you anyways. And by the way, there's a fantastic documentary about Dr. Ruth, Dr. Ruth Westheimer on, um, I think, Hulu. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's like she was like a Nazi spot, not a Nazi spot, but like a. Israeli spy and all this stuff against the Nazis and all it's a crazy story behind Dr. Ruth and I loved every second of watching it and she's still around still doing seminars at like 90 something years old mm-hmm. and I imagine that's what you're going to be like probably yeah you're going to be that's Dr. my goal Dr. Shannon Flaherty <laughs> I hope so that'd be so that cool. would be such an you'd honor. be a cute little old lady just walking around and sorry uh, if I just spit on you too when I laugh because I got like a lot of chicken stuck in my teeth right now it's not okay I'm saving up for lube later is tonight, that what it so. is <laughs> the chicken <laughs> no the spit oh disgusting <laughs> but well, I, okay but from the flip side because I thought I was you know God's gift to women at that point because oh, of the, because the availability I know better now yeah. that they you know get done with me after four minutes and be like sucked you know i get that but they kept coming back so maybe mm-hmm. there's something there i don't know. but it was just i was in a band i was doing all the nightclub stuff and i had a tv show when i was 17 years old right. called detroit live where we interviewed the bands i got in all the clubs for free everybody knew brandon at like 18 years old even though i wasn't supposed to be in the clubs <laughs> until i was 21 mm-hmm. and the funniest thing is i had a 21st birthday at harpo's in detroit and everyone's looking at me like 21 huh yeah, you've been coming here how many freaking years? <laughs> Drinking, and we're giving you free beer? Like, you, So that was interesting. But anyways, um, what's it like from the female perspective when a guy's just on you 
and having no idea what he's doing, especially back in the 20s. Now you're thinking in here, like, oh, here we go. When is this going to be over? <laughs> <laughs> is it really that bad? <laughs> no. Maybe not, but it depends on the female. Like, so for some of us, we're like, well, let's make the most of what it could be, I guess. And just <laughs> <laughs> See, guys want to know this stuff. <laughs> guys want to know, like, I mean, after a while, you know if you're doing good. Right. You can oh, read their body. Oh, yeah. You can read their body. You know, you start learning their tricks and you know what you're capable of yeah. and you know what you're good at and what you're not good at. And you just, mm-hmm. you know, but back then it was like, I'm just going to poke her in the butt see what happens. Like, mm-hmm. What is it like when you're just with a, just a bag of shit in bed? Bag of shit in bed. I haven't had that many experiences with Vegas shits in bed, but let me imagine here. Oh, actually, let me uh, narrate through my friend's experiences. Some, I was going to say something just popped in your head. <laughs> oh, actually, there was one bag of shit. <laughs> so, I mean, there's been some mo- moments where you're like, okay, stop, hold the phone here. Like, <laughs> we need to, like, referee, time out, and, like, restructure this. Either you need to get your shit together and give them a little guidance. Like, okay, because guys are simple, women aren't. We, this is a well-known comment. <laughs> oh, it's true. Every one of you has a different thing down there. Yeah. It's like a different mystery novel. Every time you go down there, it's like, oh, that's that big. Okay, so I'm for that. Nope, nope, not there. It's like exploring Candyland. You don't know what, where it's going to lead or shoots and ladders. Like, you know, you, you think you're at the top and then you're at the bottom. Just Sometimes Candyland is awful Candyland down there, too. <laughs> it's not always queen It's not always. Some of you, I mean, and it's guys, too, I imagine. Yeah. It's like, if I know that I'm going into that situation, mm-hmm. I want to make sure everything down there is perfectly fine. But like, I'll be in the shower, I hit it with the shampoo, I hit it with the soap, I hit it with the conditioner, I hit it with the sh- soap again. Maybe a different kind of, like, African mint-scented black soap. How have you not gotten cancer in your cock yet? It's, all, it's like that African black soap. It's all good. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just washing that thing 10, 20, 30 times. Maybe hit it with some deodorant afterwards, you know, just, mm-hmm. just to make sure. Like, if you were to smell my balls right now, they're fantastic. They are amazing. I'm curious. So. <laughs> you could probably smell them from here. There you go. <laughs> but, you know, some women... Maybe they just, it takes, they don't realize it. Mm-hmm. Especially back, like, when I first started. Right. You'd, you know, because you'd go down and be like, oh, no, that is just terrible. Mm-hmm. I had a friend named, I ain't going to say her name. <laughs> I will say her name. I had a friend that I dated on and off, and it was just like a side fling thing. But, like, once in a while, it was just brutal. Like, oh. And I always feel bad for him. Mm-hmm. I would feel really bad for him because, like, is there a problem? Like, mm-hmm. you know, Anyways, I'm saying all this while I'm looking at a picture of my kid on the wall, and this is not. I feel like I need to take that picture down while we do shit like this. Yeah. My mom's right above him, too. It's like. Just uh, put a little curtain over. Yeah, my mom was probably will listen to this and she'll laugh, she'll laugh about it because, you know. But, but no, for, the, for women, I mean, it really it boils down to communication, not just verbal, but touch is another thing, you know, physical cues and things okay, like start, that. Okay, start from beginning. Okay. Okay. You like this guy. Okay. Okay. And you're like, okay, his personality's good. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give him some vagina. Because that is the women's choice. <laughs> Just a slice. Unless you're some big, rich celebrity guy, it's the woman's choice. Even then. Yeah. If you're a rich celebrity guy. Oh, yeah. We like, get the like me, usually. Like me. Um, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> it's the women's choice. Okay. You know, well, unless it's like a woman <laughs> being raped or something, which mm-hmm. is totally another subject, and hopefully that has never happened. But. Let's say you have a great time. Yeah. I don't want to go through whatever happened, dinner, whatever the hell. And you go back to your place, his place, whatever. 
What happens at that point? Give these gentlemen. Oh, God. And maybe ladies, yeah. some some pointers on how they're going to get in there mm-hmm. and they're going to do some damage. <laughs> Before, I used to always play hard to get, and that was the test. If a guy was willing to put on his big kid pants and make somewhat of an obvious move, um, then we I'd be able to see if they'd be able to handle me in bed. Now I've gotten to the point where I'm noticing, like, Guys are really scared to approach women, and I don't blame them because we're, <laughs> we're complex creatures. You know? Well, being told no for sex is like yeah. goes against everything in your DNA. Yeah. Our men are wired mm-hmm. to produce mm-hmm. and to hunt and gather. That's, it, that's right. still in us. And, and, and to stick our cocks in as many women as possible. Yeah. That is what is in our DNA, and we have to fight and suppress that all the time. Mm-hmm. I've been there. Mm-hmm. I've been in the hotel room at the Budget Inn in Sterling Heights, Michigan, with mm-hmm. five women at the, or four women at the same time. Right. Myself being the fifth, in, in mm-hmm. the, and just going crazy and like I, I've been there, and, mm-hmm. and and I'm not there anymore. Like once yeah. you get older, it's like like how you said, don't say you love tacos. Like I'll take a taco over a vagina, like a good taco over a vagina any any day. That's just where I'm at in life. <laughs> I'm cool with that too. It's like I've had my sex. I'm fine. Like once in a while, it's like oh, this is fantastic, you know. But it doesn't have to be like a daily thing. I don't think about it all the time. The guacamole and the tacos. The I, I don't like guacamole and the tacos. <laughs> I know. I like it on the side with chips. Okay. <laughs> see, I'm really see. I'm complex. You know, it's, I'm more complex than a than a flappy vagina. <laughs> okay, so you're not playing hard to get. Okay, there's there's I think there's in my lens of distorted perception um there's there's two approaches you really can do there's the layers or the step-by-step approach or you can just be out there and obvious about it you know the out there and obvious about approach is like well so let's say if you go back to somebody's you know room or house you can say like hey i'm digging you i I like you a lot i want to be intimate with you like that clears up a lot of the mystery but it kind of loses some of the fun suspense in the game Otherwise, if you take it layer by layer, that's a little bit more. That's like play Monopoly. Well, work. <laughs> <laughs> it's, and it's really up to the person and how they choose. But a lot of what it boils down to is um, learning to master empathy, feeling things out. Because women operate on empathy. Guys operate more on logic. And a lot of times, like, I've had guys try and, like, approach me like they're trying to figure out how to fix a diesel motor. <laughs> you know, like, I don't need to be fixed, but, you know, just I would say, like, get out of your brain a little bit and kind of feel things through the situation. Um, and you're going to do that with a couple different tactics, I would say. So there's – you can uh, – some women need just kind of, like, warming up the oven approach, as I like to call it. So well, there's nothing worse then sitting on a couch, you already had dinner, you're watching something on TV, mm-hmm. you want to. Yeah. And you're just sitting there going, fuck, I'm not getting any kind of reading from this. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> like, I'm not getting any kind of signal. And in her head, she may be saying the same thing. Yeah. She could be like, okay, I mean, I totally would. And mm-hmm. Then it's this, it's this, this silent orchestra of awkwardness. Yeah. It's this. Okay, somebody do something. And that's when I – and I've never had that problem. Yeah. That's a lie. I used to have that problem. These days, I don't have that, that problem mm-hmm. because no girls talk to me. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> it's, I, if, I'm going to let people probably know that before they even come over my house because mm-hmm. I'm just a flirty kind of a – almost a inappropriate douchebag. Yeah, but you seem to have skills at it. But women like that. 
With, uh, I okay. would I disagree this is you. a certain way. You be you. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be two different people real quick. Yeah. Here's the first guy. Well, Shannon, it was a, uh, I had a, I had a great time with you and, uh, dinner was fabulous, wasn't it? So, um. Take my pants off. Th- no, that's not <laughs> what you're going to say. Even if you like this, I mean, maybe you would, actually. That would be, but I'm just saying. Or would you rather a guy be like, uh, oh man, well, I hope, uh. Hope I don't get a stomachache from all that dinner because it would really, it would really, really ruin having sex with you later. That's what I would do if I really I don't wanted. Destroy your bathroom after this yeah. great dinner. I'm gonna wreck your vagina then destroy your toilet. What do you think? <laughs> High five, typhoon. Yeah. So, I mean, I just like the direct, funny approach to it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to sit there and be awkwardly silent with somebody. Eases the anxiety big time because, it, it, like, this is all about exploring the unknown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, guys, listen to this. This is just a little little tip for me. If you think she's feeling it and you're feeling it, just say this. So, are we at the point of the night where I ask you if you want to have sex yet? Because <laughs> if you got to get enough rapport, then that's going to be acceptable. Right. At least the girls I date because it's yeah. funny. Or just go, hey, you want to have sex? And if they say no, I don't know, it's moving a little fast for me, then say, that's good, because I didn't want to have sex with you either. It's, you got to be smart. You got to be, you know. At least here's one of my first tips. Like, if you're nervous, if you, if you don't know where, what direction to go, call yourself on it. Because the more you try and fake it a lot of times, the more we can feel it. And you're not being you. Yeah. You know, like, when you try and cover it up, it's like. There's a fart in the room and you don't know where it came from. Like, you know, you could just, it's like something's off. So, like, if you're nervous, be like, you know, you're a super gorgeous woman. And honestly, I'm nervous by that. But I'm willing to make a move at this point and take a chance. Like, that earns brownie points. You would, you would want someone to say that to you? I actually teach guys to say that. And I've learned that to guys that, that are relationship. That just sounds like, oh, hey, Shannon, you're a super gorgeous woman and I'm. A little intimidated by that, but I, I've I, seen I really you like do to this in certain boots. ways. Like you know, like, uh, but not over relationships, but over different topics. Like, hey, this isn't really in my field of expertise, but fuck it, let's give it a shot and see what we get out of exploring an option like this. I just don't get. I almost miss being nervous. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I've done, and, and again, this is not a, a, a boastful thing. I'm saying here. It's just that I've done so many things in front of so many people and right. with so many people that I don't get nervous. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I miss that little, uh, just that little awkward, like, I don't know what to say next. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have that anymore. Mm-hmm. I, and I'd be happy if I did and because that would put me out of my comfort zone. Oh, my God. If, like, if you were and I were on a first date and you said, like, hey, I don't even know what to say at this point, but kind of have that that feeling to it, I would be all over that. Like, I would light up, like, a Christmas tree and be like, oh, my God, take my pants off. <laughs> Just for a guy saying he didn't know what to say to you? <laughs> yeah, his chances go up. Because I think that, you know, they're respecting um, Does that have anything to do with you, like, being the, the dominant personality? But I can be pretty submissive in certain areas, too, though. So I'm kind of a yin and yang. I'm a Gemini. We go both ways. So um, I'm not necessarily just dominant, but I think... 
you know, instead of like a guy just going in for the kill and like be like, I'm gonna kiss you, like and just oh, I hate grabbing, that like, types. There's zero. There was no permission asked, which pisses me off. Because mm. I mean, sometimes it's okay, but you have to earn your street cred to get to that point. Of course, because some guys are like, nah, I'm gonna turk you. Oh, you the, know, the like, drunken alpha male douchebag, college preppy asshole types. Yeah, that I hate one. all of them, and I wish they would all die immediately. Yeah. Um, but they treat women like shit. Mm-hmm. And you have to, res- like I said, the first thing I said was respect. Yeah. I have to respect you. Yeah. And I want you to respect me. Mm-hmm. And if there's no respect, then you shouldn't be fucking that person unless it's just a side bitch type of thing. Right. But if you're pulling a Brene Brown and you're mastering the art of vulnerability, like you're not like full blown on the butterfly side, like butterfly guy, mm-hmm. super tender, nervous side. But if you're somewhere in the middle between that and alpha douchebag, you know, there's somewhere in the middle called humility, and that's honest. And it takes a strong person to be honest like that. It really does. Top three physical turn-ons, like being touched. No, top two physical turn-ons, and then top favorite position. Go ahead. Top two We're physical... We're going 16-year-old with this. Physical turn-ons? Yeah, like being touched, kissed on the neck, you know, slapped in the face, something like that. Oh. Um, I... I love when I get just, like, light sensations, like, breathing on the back of my neck or, like, right near the ear, like, because there's so many nerve endings right in the neck and the ear area. Like, that just, like, makes me almost want to explode. Um, Tim, the opposite on that. Really? Like, if I'm, like, especially when I'm sleeping, if someone's breathing on me, <gasps> even my cat, if my cat <laughs> who likes to sleep in my armpit, if she's breathing on me, I kick her off the bed. She also vomits all over your she bed. Threw she's up a all different over my nice example. Clean okay. Today, yes. So, <laughs> spring cleaning meant nothing to her. Mm-hmm. Um, no, well, physical turn ons, I tend to prefer guys with a little bit more meat on their bones. Like, if I had to pick between. Super skinny versus a little bit pudgier. I'm gonna take the pudgier person. I guess that's just me. Score one for the fat guy. Yeah, yeah it's bad bonds forever. Pushing for the pushing. So, um, <laughs> right. So, um, no, just upper shoulders, kind of chest area, I guess, man and then. Boobs or I think I those. I'm a bit more of a <laughs> understanding, you know. <laughs> person i'm not that superficial i can get by with certain body parts not looking like they're in the front of gq magazine but uh okay what was the other part of the question though i spaced out uh to- oh, position in bed yeah top one or top three no just top one oh, um, hmm so if i'm if i'm feeling on the alpha female side and if i like if i want to get my fix i'm definitely going on top um you gotta get yours that's how you get here. If I'm if I'm hungry, I'm definitely going for that. Otherwise, like I love like there's like nothing better than a good classical missionary if a guy knows what he's doing. So, like, because all the other like positions of like spread eagle, you kind of risk queefing and like embarrassing things like that. So, queefing <laughs> <you know? laughs> and like belly farts are the funniest thing ever. It, it, may, it, it may ruin a mood. It may just like. Not ruin the mood, but it's it's all like, oh yes, this is great. The oh, he's <laughs> talking to you, daddy. You know, like, like you're praying that you don't fart after like a Thai dinner that somebody else cooked for you. I only farted during sex once, and yeah. I was just a kid, mm-hmm. and it was a multiple like. <laughs> <laughs> it was like I was like what is going on I can't stop and shotgun farts and I just remember the look that's her name, I think her name was Sandra and she just gave me this look like are you kidding me and she was maybe 20 mm-hmm. years old or whatever I was like 18 or whatever 
And it was just one of those things where, like, it was actually, like, it did, that wasn't one that just got thrown in my lap, literally. Mm-hmm. It was like, I had to work for her. I remember we went to the museum. You know, we went to, like, the Detroit Institute of Art and all these different things. Went on all these different dates. And I finally got a kiss. And then, like, two months later, finally getting inside of that. And I'm just farting all over. Like, oh, my goodness. And it was the same girl. I was in the back seat of her car. And her and her, her, and her friend were in the front seat. And this is actually on the way to back from the museum. And somebody said something, and I did, like, a laugh like that. And a booger shot out of my nose. Oh, yum. Like, and it was like slow motion and landed right on her rear view mirror. <laughs> right on the rear view mirror where both of them were staring at it. Then I took my thumb, which is all I had, and just tried to get it off there. I'm like, let me get that. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> and it smeared all over. It was a snotty, ugly booger. <laughs> I'm trying not to pee my pants over here. This is so <laughs> awesome. How have you not told me this story? I, I have been saving that one, I guess, for the podcast. <laughs> That happened in the same day, actually. And I worked at Burger King with this girl. And <laughs> I'm getting an ab workout over here. I'm going to have a yeah. six-pack. Let's get something out of my most horrific moment ever. And then I farted over the, the whole night. Like, it wasn't really the whole time. It was like a four-fart the combo. In the midst of sex, it's like slow motion. It's exaggerated. Oh, absolutely. And you know, I'm, I'm very big on scents. Okay. Like, I'm, I am a chick. Like, I should have been you a chick. I, I, I have a penis, and it's fantastic. But I am... Um, just kidding. But it's a... She gave me a sneer. Like, you know. <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> I, I, like, I like smells. Like, if okay. you smell good, that's big. Like, to me. Mm-hmm. If, if the room smells good, that's mm-hmm. big. I like sweet, like, martinis and margaritas and mm-hmm. bath bombs and... I'm a total chick nowadays. <laughs> like soft skin. I'm me. Yeah. Like I trim everything down there. You know what I mean? I try to at least. The razors and balls don't always mix. Um, there's little things I like. Like I like being kissed on the chest. If, if, if I'm going way too long, which is actually a problem nowadays sometimes, mm-hmm. I just can't. Yeah. Because I'm just, my brain is a different brain than it was when I was a kid. Like when I was, I remember I was in the army and I was actually married to uh, somebody I don't want to talk about. But for some reason, I was like a six-pump chump with her. <laughs> like, it was every time. Oh, for like a oh. year and a half. And I felt awful oh. about it because it was like, I wanted to, we did, over, done. And I was like maybe 22 or 20, no, maybe like 24 years old. Mm-hmm. For like a whole year and a half. I don't know if it was a chemical imbalance or if it was a mental thing or what. Had to be something. But I was just like in and out burgers. Like, <laughs> just, like I'd be in and out and then I'd go make a burger. So that's where they got that name from, I think. <laughs> in and out veg tacos. <laughs> it was embarrassing. And it's happened a bunch of times. And there's guys listening right now. Oh, yeah. That are that have either had or having that problem. Mm-hmm. And my only advice for you guys is, is just uh, get good with the lips and tongue <laughs> or something. No. Well, it's... A, there's no cure for it. Yes, there is. What's the cure for it? You're going to tell me it's CBD. <laughs> <laughs> well, that can help. But yeah, go to Ginger Snap Wellness or Ginger Snap. No, no, no. If you explore, explore and learn uh, in the field of tantric sex, um, you can advance your skills all the way up to helping a woman have a 15 minute orgasm. There are things you would in there, die but... if a 15 minute orgasm. <laughs> that's that's called a seizure. <laughs> 
hey, if it's a seizure in lady, uh, I'll take yeah. it. What a way to go, though. Yeah, but no, they you really have to like learn how to like relax your brain and focus on your breath work and like not think about getting stimulated sexually. To that know. is almost impossible because I remember trying everything, and really? at some point of my life, it kind of I guess maybe even happened when I started like being a pro wrestler. Like my whole body changed physically. Yeah, I got much better condition, cardially, yeah. cardio, cardio, cardiovascularly. Thank you, and um, I just felt better. Yeah. And granted, I was in good shape then because I was in the army. Yeah. But then I had like a whole other thing going on when I started wrestling and got back into bands and being on stage and all that stuff. And then like now, and this might be too TMI for the people, but it just it just goes forever. Mm-hmm. And there's little things though that can help it go along, like kissing on the chest. Hmm. Like if it's going into like you know full half hour, forty five minute hour mode, it's like okay, start doing that, and then tell me you want me to finish. That, like when I hear that, it's like I said, it's a sensory thing. Okay. When I hear that, I'm like, all right, that that's porno. Let's 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 follow up on that. And then the kissing on the chest thing, and then hands are important. Okay. Like hands on like my, my, my legs and stuff like that. Like just in weird places. I don't know. That's that's my mom's listening to this now going, great, now I know how to get my son to ejaculate. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. This is terrible. But that's what you know what the topic of the show is. It's right there before you click it. Of course. Love what... and the word sex is right there. I might even put it in capital letters. We haven't even gotten to relationships yet. No. And we got like no time before we gotta get to Vinny's. Let's just sponge. do another one on relationships. Or we can just do it real quick. Yeah. Fuck relationships. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think I will ever want one again. Okay. Like a solid, like, like let's get married. Let's. I might move in with somebody. Right. Like or two people. Like I'm all about the. You love who you love. Three ways. Yeah, three ways are fantastic. Four ways are fantastic. Whatever you love, who you love. Right. And you love whatever situation that you're in. If you can find love, if I can find love eventually, I will, of course, give it a shot. At least give it a shot. Mm-hmm. But it's going to take, like, amazing things to change that Facebook relation, uh, status, which is the be-all, end-all of all relationships right now. Mm-hmm. If you change your Facebook status, then it's serious. If you don't, you don't have a relationship. Legit. <laughs> what about you? For me in relationships? Like... Getting into can you elaborate on can this you one. imagine being in like a solid like just you and me girl or me whatever oh, just, God, I don't give a shit anymore like right? exactly <laughs> I just I'm solely dedicated to like my mission and what I'm doing but you know I do like having companionship I think there's there's a difference between like I gotta have a relationship and I burned that white fic, white picket fence a long time ago exactly <laughs> but I, like I said that we are, we're we're like of the same nature yeah. here and but there's people out there that cannot live without right a relationship and I have tons dare I say hundreds of friends maybe thousands right. that are just like I can't live without him or her barf or yeah and I can't I don't want to be alone I don't want to be I love being alone. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. But yeah. If I want to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning, jerk off on my couch while watching Family Guy, guess who's going to do that? Bear. <laughs> <laughs> my kid doesn't jerk off. What are you doing? disgusting. No, but I mean, you know what I'm saying. I got the freedom to do whatever the hell I want. Exactly. And I like that. And yes, do I get lonely? Of course I do. Yeah. But people are lonely who've been married for 20 years. True. True. So why do I just want to add another, it's basically at this point just another mouth to feed. Mm-hmm. And I like cooking, yeah. as you know, with your amazing chicken Thai noodle 
vegetable dinner you just had. (laughs) So anyway, we have to get to Vinny from Sponge. Sponge is one of my favorite bands. Yeah. Like in the nineties and they didn't people think they stopped in the nineties. But they didn't stop in the nineties. They kept releasing albums. They just released an album a year and a half ago Mm -hmm. called The Beer Sessions and it's fantastic. And I got to uh, hang out with him in Detroit a couple years ago, and he actually came to Colorado Springs last year. And uh, it's cool to know this guy because I knew him in Detroit, but I didn't really know him. We were in the same circuits, at the same clubs, at the same scenes. We probably played at the same nights before uh, in different bands, and it's I didn't really get to know him until like in the last couple of years. So it's really cool that he's gonna talk to us a little bit and uh, talk about the band, talk about Detroit's music scene. Maybe we'll talk about love, sex, and relationships with, with uh, Vinny. I think we need to like have this as an ongoing thing because this is such a deep topic and there are so many fun things to explore. Well, next week on The Meet, in honor of like getting close to 4th of July weekend here, I want to talk about uh, how much I hate people. next week's topic is not going to be all whimsical and fun and lovey and and naughty and stuff it's going to be straight up like pissing gasoline on an inferno firestorm from brandon (laughs) can i interview for you for this one you're you're the co-host of the meet (laughs) yes i don't want to do my meet without you (laughs) This, this segment that you're listening to right now is the meat of the show. That's what we decided to call it. And uh, next week is going to be, I almost want to call it Disrespectful Nation or something like that. But um, I think it should be a little more uh, streamlined, just like things I hate. Grumpy old man. <laughs> yeah. Things I hate by grumpy ass Brandon. And I, I, I don't mean to be negative, but I think things need to be pointed out because we live in a society where it's just, and it's always been that way. Yeah. It's always been that way. I'm just on the other side of the fence now. Yeah. But you're such a funny complainer though. It's really is. <laughs> well, I do it, it, it like sport. <laughs> it's, it's a sport for me. It, it is. It's recreational. It's not, I don't hate people to the point of shooting them in the head. No. I'll never do that, but it's recreational hate. I'm literally, literally pissed off. Like at, at uh, countless, I'll save it for next week. It's like doing a roast on humanity. It's exactly what okay. it's going to be. Yeah, I'm excited. And it's just certain things that I hate. It's going to be very George Carlin-esque. <laughs> and um, Stay tuned. I hope you join in for that. <laughs> but before we get to... Um, ow, I just kicked the microphone. Oh, baby. Oh. <laughs> um, before we get to Vinny, I want to do a quick product placement. So I'm going to talk about something that... I like, and they're not paying me to talk about it. Yes, it's going to be something that I enjoy using a product, a service, whatever it is, and it's not vagina. I'm not going to put over a vagina because no vaginas are paying me. I've never been paid by a vagina. I've never been a man whore. Maybe that should be a, maybe like sex work. Never say never. You know, you never know what could come around the bend. My penis isn't that big and I don't have abs, so I'll never be a sex worker. But we should do a show eventually down the road sometimes where the meat is talking about like sex work. Yeah. Like pornos and stuff because it's so accessible today but still looked down on by, you know, religious groups and other fanatical people. Complex thing. Gotcha. Well, thank you so much for hanging out in my my meat. Yeah. High five. I like your meat. Cool. Product placement. Brandon likes this stuff. Bye.
Okay, on this week's product placement, I'm going to be a selfish little prick. Yes, I'm going to be completely biased and concentrate only on the stuff that Brandon Bishop does. Not just this podcast. Many of you already know that I am the executive producer and owner of Asai TV. That's A-S-Y TV. Now, that is going to be the product that I'm going to place into this show. Now, normally we're going to do, like I said, stuff that makes you healthy, happy, hungry, uh, productive, different things to improve your life or just put a smile on your face. And none of these companies, of course, are paying me to do this. It's just stuff that I like and I really want you to know about. I'm certainly not paying myself to promote a side TV. And um, I just, just want to get that out in the open. This is a free plug every week for different businesses. But I'm going to get this out since it is only the second episode. I'm going to get this out early so you know about it just in case you didn't already. It's a Psy TV. It's spelled A-S-Y television. It's basically an independent version of Hulu or Netflix. All the shows on it, and there's well over 25 shows on there, all original, commercial-free. It's only $2.99 a month. That's only $2.99, $2.99. Let's think about other things that you can buy for $2.99. Well, I mean, you can't really afford a, a full, like, good cheeseburger. I mean, that's about maybe the cup, the, the half a cup of coffee at Starbucks. Like, maybe one of those uh, big candy bars, Um Am I hungry right now? <laughs> I keep mentioning sugar and coffee and food. Anyways, it, it's uh, extremely affordable. We have shows on there, social issue shows. There's uh, documentary series. There are paranormal shows. There are travel and food shows. I actually host a show called Go There, Eat That, where we travel around the country eating things, which is why I have love handles and a gut right now. But it's a lot of fun. Um There's shows about addiction, there's shows about homelessness, there's shows about domestic violence, there's shows about uh, living with cancer, there's shows about adventures in pest control, there's shows about, uh, like I said, the paranormal stuff, there's lots of food and travel shows. Check it out. It's very, very much so designed to where there's something for everybody. There's shows for senior citizens. There's shows for kids. My son has a show on there where he travels around doing kid-friendly stuff. There's shows about bars and breweries and distilleries and stuff like that. There's shows about counterculture. There's the Cat Girls, the Cat Manor Girls. They have a show on there that we have an episode. Alita from WWE, Amy Dumas, she has a show on there called The UFO Show. There is a ton, a literate metric ton of content on there. And if you've got Netflix and you've got Hulu and you've got Amazon Prime and you've got HBO Go and you've got the WWE Network and you've got all of these different things, Pluto TV and Stir and just you name it. There's a ton of them out there now. Give us a shot. That's all we're asking is just give us a shot. You can cancel anytime if you want to, but you won't. You won't because, A, it's only $2.99 a month. If you can't afford that, then I guess you've got bigger problems than to be watching TV all day. Get out there and find a job um, or a better job or start a podcast. You know, get a, get a sponsor and it'll, it'll cover your Asai TV bill every month. It comes automatically out of your whatever. Anyway, it's Asai TV. It's spelled A-S-Y TV. And uh, right now you can watch it at AsaiTV.com, A-S-Y-T-V.com. It's available on every kind of mobile device or most TVs have an internet browser hooked up to it. But soon... We'll be back on Roku, Amazon Fire, 
Apple TV and all the different popular streaming platforms. So we're going to be just on the streaming platforms alone. We'll be available in over 80 million homes. And, uh, of course, that's just in the United States. We'll also be available around the world. And if you've got Wi-Fi, period, if you've got Internet connection, you can get it at AsaiTV.com right now. It's only $2.99 a month. That is it. And that's all. That's it. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I'm probably going to end up making TV like a sponsor of the Brandon Bishop podcast. And uh, so I don't have to keep telling you about it. But I highly recommend it, not just because, you know, it's it's – how I make a living. <laughs> it's not just because of that. No, it's because it's actually really damn good. I'm very proud of it. We launched in 2015 and we've been filming nonstop ever since. The personalities, the subjects, the uh, the quality of the programming. It's something that I think you'll all enjoy, whether you're 90 years old or a eight-year-old or anywhere in between. It's not just for 90-year-olds and eight-year-olds. That would be a weird, weird dichotomy there, but Check it out, AsaiTV.com. Like as soon as you get done with the podcast or while you're listening to the podcast, you can put the podcast in the background on iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, wherever you're listening to it at. And actually, this podcast is available for free. You can click on this show if you look at the different show listings at AsaiTV.com. Again, that's ASYTV.com, only $2.99 a month, and it's well worth your time, certainly worth your $2.99. And uh, let us know what you think. And that's the product placement. Okay, I've made you wait long enough. I've made you sit through me bitching about Little League dads. I've made you sit through me talking about my sex life and relationships. I've made you sit through listening to me blather on about being in love or not being in love. I've made you listen to me shamelessly plug my own television network. And the entire time, all you're thinking in your head is, when are you going to get to Vinny? Vinny Dombrowski from Sponge, legendary singer. And before we talk to him, uh, you know, I caught their band at the uh, Sunshine Studios here in Colorado Springs uh, just last year. And I've seen Sponge a bunch of times back in the day in Detroit. And I've been a, uh, I've been a fan. I'm, I'm a self-admitting fan of Sponge. Um which is, you know, maybe not the cool thing to do since I know the guys. I know Andy, the guitar player, the new guitar player. I, I guess he's not new anymore. But I've known him since he was back in a Slam Circus and Solid Frog days uh, in Detroit. But um, he's in Sponge now. I think his brother's in the band. And they got this whole new lineup. But I saw them at Sunshine Studios. And I'm not just saying this because I got an interview with them and I know the guy. But, I mean, the band sounds absolutely amazing. I mean, they are literally better now than they were when they launched. And it's, I'm not, it's not lip service. I promise you, I promise you on my life. It's not lip service. If you get a chance to go out and see sponge, I don't care where you live at. They're going to be there near you soon. Go check them out, man. Cause Vinny's voice is like fine wine, man. It just got better and better and better with age and, and time. And it's, the, the guy is incredible on stage, engaging. It's, I'm blown away. I was blown away by seeing the the old guys from a band that used to be called Loud House and just what they went through in the 90s and 25 years of just rock and roll, man, and they're better than ever. Okay, so I'm going to shut up now, and here's Vinny. Check it out. 
this podcast went really, really, really long to the point where the host server said, hey, Brandon, guess what? Um, you can't really just do almost three-hour podcasts without having to break them up in a couple parts. So you've just listened to part one. Congratulations. You got through all the love, sex, and angry stuff. But now all you have to do, all you have to do, don't get angry, is go to part two. It's probably listed right next to wherever you found this one. So uh, Vinny starts it off. We're going to kick it off right with Vinny and uh, we'll finish up the episode. So my apologies for the extreme inconvenience. I know you're throwing things around. You're, you're pissed off. And I, it, it is. It's my fault. I rambled on for almost three hours with this podcast. It's a great interview with Vinny. So I hope you go over there and check out part two of episode two of the Brandon Bishop Podcast. All right. 